everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly Gemstone Murgatroyd, how are you? How good is that show? Has anybody watched the television show Gemstones? Are you waiting for an answer? <laughs> I guess in this medium, it's not an interactive thing. It's not a, really an interactive. If you're not watching it, run and go watch it. It's HBO. about the evangelical Christian um, world. But hey, there's like, a topic to pick up. But there's a, it's a, like a comedy. It's hysterical. It's my friend, really good. My friend Monica suggested it to us. Okay, so in the last episode, we mentioned something at the very end of the episode, and we realized that it was a cavernous topic. So we decided that we're going to start this episode with the end of the last episode. So this may be our part two episode. So for context, I was going back and forth with my coach, and, you know, he said to me, we were talking about some, some goal that I was working on that I wasn't achieving as fast as I want. You know, I'm never, I'm never thin enough. I'm never rich enough. I'm never achieving things fast enough. And he said, well, how do you feel, you know, about it? And I said, I feel, I feel anxious. I feel fearful. I feel worried. And he said, if you had it, how would you feel? And I said, if I had it, I would feel like, you know, I'm the man, a successful father. I, I'd feel excited. I'd feel inspired and stuff. So He said, I want you to sort of imagine that you are skiing down a mountain and one of them, you know, if you're a skier, you know that there's a beginner slope, uh, a green square, and then there's, you know, double diamonds, which is, you know, two diamonds. And the double diamonds is filled with, you know, these things called moguls, which is very, very difficult to ski. And you got to do all these quick maneuvers all around it to get down the mountain. And what you're doing by accomplishing your, uh, trying to accomplish your goals by going down the black dot, it's, it's like when you're in a state of fear and anxiety and stress, it's like you're trying to go down a mountain with double black diamonds where you're just making it so fucking hard. If you look at it the other way and you go down the mountain where it's smooth sailing and it's just a beginner slope and it's ease and joy and fun, you'll be able to get there. And so I wasn't entirely understanding 
because I am, I am the entrepreneur that wants to slay a goal to the ground. I want to wrestle it. And while it generally will offer success, because eventually if you push hard enough at something, you will achieve it. But if there's an easier way to do it and you don't, you know, arrive at accomplishing your goal and then like, you know, you, you, you like pass out on the couch at the end of the year because you did it, but you know, your marriage is shit. You're not connected with your kids. You're fat, you know, blah, blah, blah. What's, what's the point, right? You want to do it and you want to happily do it. So I wasn't really, I understood conceptually what he was saying, but my body, my mind still wanted me to take, take me to wrestling the goal. So he sends me a message and he says, here's, here's what this show is about. Sends me a message and he says, where do you think the source of your results come from? And it was the first time, and by the way, that's a great coach because you're not, he's not telling you where they come from. You have to answer it, which is why when you answer it, the word, the next word that comes out of your mouth is what you believe. So let me walk you through this. What I wanted to say was the source of my results is me kicking fucking ass and getting it. But I knew better because the moment I said that in my brain, my mind went, that's bullshit. And you know it, you know it. Because then I started to answer the question. If I was giving an honest answer to that question, the answer to the question is for me, it's coming from a spiritual place. It's not coming from, a, then, so then I thought about that. I said, well, if it's coming from a spiritual place, what am I doing to support that spiritual side of it? Because if the source of my results isn't really mine and it's coming from somewhere else, how am I showing up? And, and, and showing up anxious and stressed and worried is that aiding me in this spiritual dilemma that I'm having? And so it was this massive pattern interrupt into answering one question. What is the source of my results? So I will ask you, Kimberly. Well, so it's, for me, it's all, everything is energy, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that discount the energy and they're like, no, it's action. But you have an energy, everything has an energy. So I was reading a Facebook post of a girl who recently went through IVF and they went to do the transfer. So they get the egg, you know, they do the egg, they inseminate the egg, and then they go to put it into her and hope it takes, right? And what the medical community, her doctors told her is for the week leading up to the time that we're going to put this egg into your body we need you to be as happy and not stressed as humanly possible. So she turned off social media. She shut off the news. She went down the list of things that she did to lower her stress and to increase her joy because the medical community told her that for this transfer to be successful, the host, the body, needs to not have stress. And for me, it was such people will go, oh yeah, no, obviously. Or you have stress at work and you know, stress can create a heart attack. That's energy. 
Stress is energy. Joy is energy. Anger is energy. All of these things create energy. That energy goes into every cell of your body. That energy goes out into the world around you, to your kids, to your animals, all of it. And there's a, there's a positive or ne- negative repercussion to it. So the source of all success is energy. And this is a hard pill to swallow sometimes for people because they want to fight the fight. They want to get lost in the screaming, the yelling, the complaining, but that's your energy. That's becoming your home base. So it becomes the energy that you have is this fighting the fight energy. It becomes the energy you're emitting to the world, which is not positive. Like, it's always interesting to me, the people that want to fight for change, but they're doing it in a, in a mean and aggressive way. They're literally putting more negative energy out into the world. They're attracting more in their life instead of doing it in a loving way. You know, you have all of these world leaders like that have changed the world from Mother Teresa to whoever. And those people fought the fight, but they did it with love Mm. and they made change with love. And so that energy for me, I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but that energy, that energetic world, you're calling it spirituality. I think we are meaning the same thing. Whatever you're creating as far as your own energy is what you're going to have results from, whether it's business or kids. Like when I see, or I have been, let me use me as an example. When I have been a frantic, stressed out, overwhelmed mom, Sophia acts up more. But when I'm calm and happy and joyful, she imprints on that energy too. When Rob walks around twitching and freaked out and fearful and all of that, it changes the vibe of our house Mm. because that energy goes everywhere. So then when you're in business, right? So let's just take it to business. I know it's a long way around. So if you have the energy of fear and lack of belief and worry and all of that, and then you go and do a sales call with someone that's going to buy a product or do a thing, they're feeling that energy. And if they're in an energetic happy balanced place they're they're pushing they're they're going to push you mm-hmm. away and they're mm-hmm. going to say no does that make sense yeah it makes sense you know i interviewed this guy and he is somebody who trains uh, the secret service the fbi and special forces in tactical combat so when i interviewed this guy and he was talking about he said you know when you're when somebody's walking down when somebody is training you know for tactical combat they, you know, like if you go to karate, as an example, karate, they, they make you go through these, you know, these forms that you have to do and like, you know, all these different things, but it doesn't translate into the real world at two o'clock in the morning when somebody's going to like jack you. Do you know what I mean? Like you, so what you have is a flinch response. He said, I don't care who you are. Everybody, if something's coming at them, we have an instinct inside of us. We have a flinch response. So he said, there's two eyes, there's instinct. And then the other one is intuition. And I said, well, what's the intuition? He said, the intuition is, do you ever have that feeling where you're walking down the street and you feel like somebody's looking at you or you feel like something bad is going to happen and it does? I said, yeah. And he said, so you have to train into instinct and intuition. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get off on a tangent on how to do that, but I asked him a question and he said, it's the first time in 30 years, nobody's asked me this question and I am stumped for an answer. And I went, oh, okay. 
the question I asked him was, where does intuition come from? Yeah. And he, because I asked him, you know, instinct, I said, where does instinct come from? And he said, well, it's, it's hardwired. You know, you don't want to get hit in the head. So your hand goes up, right? You have a DNA that, that protects you. But where does intuition come from? And he said, now you're getting into a spiritual place. So- But that's where, but, but it's energy because when you're going down the street and I, and I always know it too, me, you, and Sophia will be walking down the street. There's someone else there and you will switch sides and go between us and whoever the person that your intuition is telling you is not a good, is not a good person to be around us. But when you can, you can literally feel the negative, harmful energy Absolutely. of another person. Absolutely. There are times where the un- like- The unpredictability of yes. that energy, where it could go. There's times where, and everybody has this. We just don't listen to it or you don't perceive it as valuable. That's a piece right and there. You don't, you don't, you don't prioritize you it. You don't prioritize it. Like when I sit, now if I meet someone- or I'm in a cafe and there'll be someone who energetically is giving me the heebie-jeebies. Hmm. I, I'm, I am very aware of it and I am av- in avoiding it because I don't want that negative energy to, to damage what I've worked hard to keep positive, you know? Like it's really hard with energy. And I think people don't give that enough priority and then they wonder why the life doesn't change. Like for example, a year ago, it popped up on my time hop or that I still call it a time oh hop. My. That literally doesn't even exist anymore. Oh my God. Did you check your MySpace uh, <laughs> messages? <laughs> okay. So I, it popped up on my memories that a year ago, yesterday, you did this beach thing, right? Tuscany at the beach for me. He It was a surprise for my birthday and he had one of these little like picnics. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles with a charcuterie board a year ago, a few days ago. And I saw it and it was like Tuscany at the beach and everything was Tuscan and a charcuterie plate and all this stuff. And I was looking at it and I'm like, we were living in LA. Hmm. He's doing Tuscany at the beach. And we hadn't even had the conversation yet about moving to Italy about like actually pulling the trigger. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that picture and I was like, wow, like he was being nudged. There was an energy that you put into this, into this event, right? At the beach, which by the way, was like delayed two weeks because of weather or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there was an energy that you were feeling. There was a vibe of Tuscany that you were feeling. There was a course, there was a, and you were listening to it and mm. the way it manifested there was the beach. Then a couple of days later, we must have gone home, watched Stanley Tucci on TV. And Stanley said one thing. He said, when I, when I was 11 years old, my parents took a sabbatical and we lived for one year in Florence and that changed my life. And my intuition, your intuition, we paused the TV, we looked at each other and said, what are we doing? Well, why don't we? we it, that's the point though. People get that nudge and they don't listen. People get that. They get the whisper. They get the nudge, but they don't listen because they're like, oh, that's stupid. Can't do it. Because all the limiting beliefs and you're not taking advantage of it. This is how much we listen to the nudge. So Tuscany at the beach, like February 2nd, I got on my, my time hop today, my memories today, what came up? We were on a Zoom with the International School of Florence 
for a pairing or an orientation. So we, Tuscany at the beach, Rob had a nudge, watched Stanley Tucci. Stanley says it, he, has, he nudges us. We have a conversation, puts me into action. I look up the international school and I see that in three days, they're doing an orientation for new incoming families to learn about the school. Like this is the alignment. When you get into alignment and you start listening to the voice, you start listening to the intuition, whatever you want to call it, the energy, whatever it is, and you take action based on that, that's where the results come from. So to bring this back around, where did the result? We are doing this podcast looking at a church over the Arno River because the, this is the result mm. of the listening to the intuition and mm. in, in having the right vibration, mm. listening to the intuition and taking the appropriate action led us to doing this podcast one year later from our house in Italy. All right. So as we wrap up, I'm going to give you two things that I think are going to help you to put yourself in the state that Kim is is talking about. The first one is a, uh, a quick story. A friend of ours, her name is Danette May, and she's amazing. You Google her, you'll learn a lot about a lot of things from her. But whenever I talk to her about something that, you know, is something that she's got to figure out, she says to me, give me a couple of days, let me drop into the energy of it and I'll get back to you. And, I, and at first I was like, okay, well, that's some woo-woo LA shit. And then I go back and I went, okay, I see the magic now. Now I'm looking behind the curtain and seeing what the wizard is doing. What she's doing is she's, she has figured out, she's at such a successful place in her life right now, but she has figured out that energy is really the thing that is driving the train. So she go, instead of going to, let me make a pro and con list, let me run it by my accountant, let me talk to the lawyer, let me talk to the husbands, it's, let me drop into the energy. And using your example about creating the Tuscan thing, really what I was doing was dropping into, dropping into the energy. I didn't know I was doing it through a charcuterie board, which is great energy. On the beach. On the beach. But God, how symbolic, you know, we had that struggle of staying in LA or moving to Italy. And Tuscany we lit- at the beach. Literally put Tuscany, <laughs> like literally on the fucking beach. We put both of them. Okay, that's the first one. The second one is if you're really struggling and you're trying to figure out like, how do I, like, I understand what they're saying. I believe what they're saying is right, but how do I actually do it in real life when all kinds of shit are being thrown? Well, why don't you share how you did it? Because we literally just had this conversation. Your amazing coach, Chris Goodman, made you mad because he asked you this question and you're like, what does my energy have to do with it? Remember? Mm-hmm. We're walking down and I was like, Rob, I'm literally having an out-of-body experience right now because you have done so much personal development, Esther Hicks work that you know what your energy is doing, but you were you were in it. You were in that negative spiral. So what did you do differently to pull yourself out of it and up into a more positive place and accepting that the energy was going to shift? Well, I think everybody is different in how they approach it. And, you know, I think it was Shakespeare who once said, know thyself, right? So for me, what I had to do was I had to get clarity on how I could personally do it. And the way that worked for me is to have a list of all of the states that I no longer wanted to be in. Worry, stress, fear, anxiety. So when I had that list, even though it may seem negative to look at that list, 
what it did was created absolute clarity of where I made a decision to no longer want to no longer go. And I like to achieve goals. So when I have a do not do this list, I won't do it. Right. If I have a list that says like, you know, flush your teeth and water pick your teeth and brush your teeth, I'm going to do that too. So I'm a list guy. So having that negative list was great. But the second part of that it helps was you accountable because you could identify and say, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, in, failing. I'm, I'm failing at this because I'm being in fear or I'm in anxiety. I, I see. It's, it's sort of That's like Tony Robbins uses the example of when they train race car drivers. And he said, you got to know that when you're on the track, you don't want to look at the guardrail because if you look at the guardrail, you're going to hit it. But you have to know there's a guardrail there. So it's that balance between knowing it's there, but not staring at it. Mm -hmm. So I looked at the negative states as the awareness that it is there and to not go there. Mm -hmm. That's your guardrail. That's my guardrail. The, and, and another example with Tony Robbins is the reason why he does that in Date with Destiny, he, and we did this together where he has moving towards values and moving away from values. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm moving away from fear and stress and I'm moving towards love and joy, yeah. right? And that's, so that learning of that helped me in this case. So that was step one. And then step two was, was the other side of it, which is what are the states that I wanted to be in, which gave me a very quick measurable way. But here's the thing that really worked with this when there was a goal that I was working on and I wasn't achieving. And he said, how do you feel about that now? And I'm like, I feel fearful. I feel worried. I feel worried about my retirement. I feel worried about being a good provider for my family. I feel like it can't, like there were crazy stories that were in my head for this one little stupid fucking project, okay? And I went, holy shit. He said, do you think that anybody who is operating from those states is going to achieve anything. And I said, no. He said, okay, now I want you to imagine that you did it. How you feel? And I'm like, I feel like I'm successful. I feel like I'm a great husband. I feel like I'm a great provider. I feel like I'm proud. I feel like I'm swinging a big, you know what? You know, and I went down this whole list. And he said- such a man. So he's, he's like, write those things down. So every morning I read, I'm swinging a big, you know what? I'm a proud dad. And then having those two things to look at allowed me to go throughout my day assessing, well, not so much throughout my day, but the next day when I look at it again, I go, am I doing that? Am I consistently with that? And was it fast in the beginning? No, it was like, fuck, I did it again. Yeah, I went into stress and fear. Uh-huh. But then every day, now the pattern starts to get interrupted. I start to go, oh, but what's really happening is I'm looking around, like we were, we were at a party last night with a lot of really successful people. They don't look like they're in stress and fear. Mm-hmm. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. They're in ease and joy and laughing and having a good time. And guess what happens? more good shit is coming their way, right? So that was the thing. Last thing I'll leave you with is if you're really struggling with this, here's a really simple thing that's gonna help you. Ask yourself, wouldn't it be great if? So as you go through your day, wouldn't it be great if I had a million dollars? Wouldn't it be great if I was living in a house that was overlooking the ocean? Wouldn't it be great if I was driving a car that feels so good when I pull up, you know, in this thing, I just feel successful and I, it rep, it's symbolic of, you know, blah, blah, blah. The wouldn't, if it, wouldn't it be nice allows you to step into not the panic of not having it and the fear of not having it and the frustration, it's another year I don't have it. 
it allows you to step into the joy of the feeling of actually having it. Wouldn't it be nice if we, you know, we had that fifth bedroom for like, we could have a guest, you know, an extra office for me, an office for me and an office for my wife, like that extra bedroom. Wouldn't that be nice? That energy is, it's like that sweet spot where it's like, it's not too much on this side and it's not too much on that side. So can I give you one thing that I've noticed that you're doing that I think plays a big role in shifting your energy? Mm. You have added things to your schedule and that are things that are fun and moving your body and joyful, such as we've added date day, which brings a lot of connection and fulfillment and laughter. And, you know, it just shifts your energy midweek. We, you have added a couple of times a week, you're going running Mm -hmm. around Italy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) around Florence on the cobblestone streets. And I think that one, the movement obviously shifts your energy, but you can't help but feel a higher vibration when you're running around the Duomo or Santo Spirito or any of these piazzas or even down the Arno. Like I don't, because I do the same thing with going for like a really long walk. It shifts everything. It changes it. You know, I'll leave you with this. And I, I recognize that not everybody is living in Florence right now. And I, I'm sensitive to walking down this line of look at us living our dream life. And I'm more hoping that one of two things happens. One is that you hear these stories and say, fuck, I'm tired of hearing this. I want to go get my own. Uh, and, and it could be Portugal. It could be New Jersey. I don't know. Could be whatever it is for you. That's the first thing. The second thing is I'm hoping that if you're looking like, I'm really happy where I live. You know, I got this place in North Carolina. It's perfect. I love it. I have a great community, but you're not feeling this joy that we're talking about. Perhaps there is a beautiful park that has a beautiful piece of water or body of water or whatever, a lake that every time you go running in it, it feels good. Like I'm not, see, here's the difference. This is really interesting. I went for a run. I never used to understand when I'd see people running and they, I'd see people, they'd be like, I run in the summer, like maybe once or twice a week. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, like what's the point? Like, is there a training program? We're looking for it as is there a, Is there a training program there? And I realized that sometimes just doing something, not because you want to lose weight, not because you want to be fit, just because you want to feel your body rhythmically jogging to music while you're looking at all the things around you and you want to feel what that feels like. There's, there is arguably that can be more powerful mm-hmm. than, you know, doing a leg press inside LA fitness while you're sweating at, you know, 2.15 and you got to be back to the office at three. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, so the point is get out and sh- there's a lot of ways to shift your energy. So to go back to the initial question, the initial question was, where do the results come from? What is the source of your results? What is the source of your results? And for us, it's, energy, it's spirituality, it's shifting into that higher vibration and holding ourselves to that standard. And for you, ask yourself that question. What is the source of your results? And I, I assume that the, the flip side of that would be, 
if you're not having results, what is the source of your lack of results? And my guess for us would be shitty energy, right? Or or a lack. So that's where that's where you got to shift it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Ask that question for yourself and let us know your answers. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.